Welcome to the Sunday Morning Podcast from Kingdom Faith Church in Worthing. One word we are carrying, I guess, is family. Yeah. And I think this morning was quite a good description of that. Mm. Uh, our prayer meeting, um, thank you, Caroline, for that. Uh, Caroline sort of started it and then it just went somewhere. <laughs> like, didn't it? We were just worshipping, someone prayed, this person prayed, and then you finished it at the end. So <laughs> it was just being family in the room, isn't it? And also this morning, people coming in, chatting, catching up. Some of you we haven't seen for a while for different reasons. So good to be family together. And um, that's really one of those words, isn't it? But we are God's children. We're family. So, um, yeah, I don't have to tell you to be family. You, we are family, but just, yeah, that's, just um, yeah, that's amazing. Um, this morning we want to share, this is a bit funny, we want to, we want to, we want to introduce ourselves. <laughs> Does that sound funny? But then you know us. But I've, I've, we're just found in some conversation with some of you that there are certain aspects you actually don't really know about us. And oh, yeah. um, you probably, well, a lot of you would know maybe why we came to England, maybe. Maybe some of you would know why we gave our life to Jesus. But there are just some bits also now with, in our new role that actually maybe would be really cool for you to know some of our journeys. Because you maybe found this on your walk of life or maybe in your journey with God that, um, as you journey, God's shaping you, informing you, and the person you are now is, I don't know, 10, 20, however many years of your journey and how you've been formed. Tom, you just mentioned the word potter, you know, God's forming us. Mm. And there have been some real things God has formed in us. So we don't have one message title today. It's going to be a little gold nugget here and a gold nugget here, but I just want to encourage you to grab the gold. <laughs> and oh, yeah. um, But also in that, maybe you can reflect on your journey of, oh, God, you've really done this in my life. This is why I believe for this. This is why I'm really confident in this. And you can share that with others. So do you want to start? Um, you want yeah. to talk about our background a bit? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's just going to be chat. Is that okay? And actually, if you have questions, just say, can I just ask this? You know? Like, if you, if you just want to know, don't do it too crazy question okay but like you know like we, we are here and we just wanted to say yeah we've we've taken on what did you say hello hello, hello. and we've um, yeah we've just come in our new roles and uh, we're learning and um we're making mistakes we're making good things we're making mistakes but um we're learning and we always want to be teachable and uh, keep learning um, and you're with us all on the journey um, of learning, making mistakes, and um, it's all all okay. Um, so yeah, a bit of my background. So um, I don't want like a lot of you know my testimony already. So I think that's a massive part of who I am. What God has put me through, or gone with me through through life. Um, with my family, um, with how I look. Um, God has brought me really Beautiful, like... Beautiful, by the way. Beautiful. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I don't want to make um, it too chatty, but I just thought I'd put that out. But like on the Sunday of uh, ordination, when we actually got ordained, I looked back at my life and I thought... I stood there in worship and I looked back. I'm like, wow, God, you have such a plan, not just for me, but for all of us and how did you do that like I came to England 12 13 years ago but he had in mind that day he had in mind today you know that that we would sit here and talk with you 
You know, and, and that's the same for all of us. He has in mind your next year. He has in mind our next year. And, and I think, so 13 years ago, I came to England. Um, and I would say, like, I grew up in Holland. And um, I think the thing what actually was a blessing to me was we were, my family, were committed to church. Even though church was very religious and it was, I had to do things and Sundays twice to church. My, with a hat. With, with a, a hat, hat. Uh, and a skirt. I couldn't wear a trouser, you know that. And it was, but I was grateful because I learned that church was very important for me. It was very important to be with others. I had Sunday school that was in the middle of the two churches. So in the morning we went to church, in the afternoon we had Sunday school, and then in the evening we went to church again. It was all about going to church. Church is important, church is what you do. And it wasn't a question to go or not go. I just had to go, that was it. Until I was 18, that was what I did. Um, I know that is a lot of like, oof. but I, when I look back, I'm grateful because actually that was a safe place for me. That was a, a place where I heard things about God and now I've learned so much more about God. It was more the side of, um, yeah, God is, God is with you. God is never forsaking you. But after that, I really learned that God is love. God is kind. God is God is my father. So in that journey of me being at church, it was very good when I was um, when I was in Holland. Now my my parents they were also they are still Christians. Um, this is just fun fact. My dad is a very big musician, so he plays organ, piano, and he plays lots of other things. He uh, did choirs. So when he came into the family, they were all like, "Wow, here's an someone who does all the music." Because my dad is a composer. He's uh, um, he had five choirs per week in the evening. <laughs> Honestly, he really was. So um, music has always been in my life, has always been in our lives. Yeah. And now he came in. I'm like, I'm going to concerts again. <laughs> and like when my dad had concerts, like um, we would sit on the first row and because we were his family and I have five brothers and two sisters. So the whole row was filled with, <laughs> with just a family. So music has been a really big part um, in my life. Um, anything else I need to say about my background? You can explain the change, how it was when you came here. Oh, yeah. So actually, when I came to England, I was around 20 years old. I just actually it was is this is a bit of my testimony i just wanted to run away actually from everything in holland um and there wasn't uh, in and at the course i was doing i had um an opportunity to come to england which was a lincolnshire um and that was just very like okay i'm just gonna do it i'm by myself i don't know the language i don't know where i'm going i don't know the people i don't know the school i'm gonna but work go. at but let's go i need to go uh, but i ran in the right direction and it was really like that was god's plan for me he kept me safe he kept me by his side and he walked me through and at the, for the for the moment oh no at the moment no how do i say this English is not always great in my language, it's fine. Um, as soon as I entered the house I was going to live in for three months, actually, they loved me. Love was a key in the house. They loved me. And actually, we talked about it the other day. They believed in me. And that was 
the most important thing that made me go, right, I actually can do something then. Actually, I can um, do stuff. And the more they believed in me, the more they, the more they loved me, I was growing. And I thought, gosh, I was actually very broken. But because of that love, I could go through the things. No pushing. There was no pushing. Like, if I, I, I was hurt, just work it through. Jesus is your healer. I heard always truth. And it was really two and a half years of love, love, love. And then going to, if you are reaching out to someone and that person is broken, just love them. Believe in them. Believe in them. Believe in them. Because words are powerful, positive words. They always encouraged me. And I will be forever grateful for them. They were, or actually one of their... uh, children were at the wedding because they just they just mean a lot to me and then um the church i was in in lingerie that were related to king of faith and um then i came to faith camp once you know faith camp and then that's where god called me to bible college oh yeah this is what i needed to say so um so i went to bible college for two years and that's actually really what god really transformed my heart as well um but i also did um an a university what degree in mission and theology now that doesn't qualify me well it does qualify me but it doesn't (laughs) yeah but actually when i did that that theology degree i i was going in there i think i wanted to do it because i wanted to show people that actually i could do some things and of course mission and theology i was working in a church so um it was interesting because I did so many studies and Andrew pulled me through it too because you read my assignments and all of this. Um, but the most important thing that I actually didn't learn there but learned at the Bible College was my relationship with Jesus. In this theology degree, I heard all about the past of the history of the church, which is important. The history of like just when the Bible stopped, what happened after that, you know? Um, I went through all of the things, I went through the Old and New Testament, but actually my main important thing was my relationship with Jesus. And I needed to separate that from my theology degree. How crazy that sounds, because I heard so many opinions, I heard so many um, um, scholars, this and that and that, but my relationship with Jesus was the most important thing that I learned at Bible College. And I'm still in that. That is really, and, and, and if you know me a little bit better, you know that I will always push you to say, have you spent time with Jesus? Did you talk with Jesus? That's why. Did you talk That's with why. God? Because I know it's the one of the most important things. Um, yeah. yeah. It was funny when we were preparing for this. And Joe was like, oh, I don't want to talk about my degree. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, but there's a positive spin on it, even though that was a very difficult time. You can actually see that you can read all the books, you can plow through all the stuff, you can gather all the knowledge. But actually for you, that was, you're actually, no, I don't want to think about it no. even. But actually, well, that is a point too, that actually how you're going to grow with God is probably not by plowing through ideas and information because that's going to be for all eternity. But it's meeting with Jesus. And then I said to you, yeah, but all your messages are always Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Well, that's why, but it's the person of Jesus, isn't it? Um, yeah, just on what that. What about you? Yeah, I'm, I was, I'm, a bit of, I'm, in, I'm in a bit of a process, I think, and sort of surrendering again to Jesus. And I think that's sort of the theme of my, my part to all of this. Because um, 
yeah, I'm just going to start in the beginning. When I was four, uh, my granddad had a little church where we lived, um, but for different reasons. So he retired, and as a family, we left the church. My parents never wanted to drive very far, but somehow where God put us was two hours away in the church. So we still live where we lived, but every weekend we drove two hours for 15 to 18 years, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did longer, but obviously I came here. They didn't just come for a morning on a Sunday no, we, morning. Yeah, they started it was once a month and was twice a month. But it was, you know, when you are someone, you know you need to be there and you're experiencing God and you're hearing something of this is fresh. I haven't experienced Jesus in this way. Quite a few new things. And um, yeah, it was, it was quite, quite something for my parents. And so every Sunday morning, two hours. Then we used to come Saturday night, Saturday night, then the whole weekend. So that was my life for like eight, well, till I came to England, basically, mm-hmm. was... Um, you do stuff during the week, and then we're off the whole weekend. So two hours sitting in the car, reading a book, whatever. Um, but again, it showed us as children something about we're here to be part of a church. This is what church is about. This is what's important. And my parents just serving, just doing everything. Like, mm. right, a servant heart. You know, I mean, no one's perfect. No family's perfect. But like, oh, I'm really grateful for that. So it was never an option, as you say, not to go or anything. But it wasn't out of pressure. And so, because they didn't have a drama in the kids' work, so I just got involved with that. You know, you sort of just plod along and get involved and end up doing stuff. But um, And it's a bit weird for me to say this, but I just feel like I want to put it out there. It was actually quite, uh, it was quite a significant church in Germany at the time. So they were, after the Second World War, they started in a little house. Um, um, and it's always this famous story where it was, when it was raining, there were so many people, they put the furniture in the rain to get the people in. So... God was doing something. So this guy came back after the Second World War and was like, we need to start a church. And then the, his son really met with um, God in South Korea. Maybe some of you know Yonki Cho, who I think recently um, went to be with the Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for his life. Um, and he really had like this evangelistic ministry. It was all over, over Germany, all over Switzerland. And it was really had a pioneering healing ministry. People just got healed. Like, <laughs> it's just what happened in his life. You know, some of those people, just incredible strong in that sense and other things a bit weaker but um so the church that he built fashioned after south korea was like 2000 seats so we went to this church my parents came in little church 30 people my granddad's church they come in 2000 this place is packed mm-hmm. and they had they had they had stories of like just this light shining which wasn't light physical light you know like stories like that where as a child i was four i can't remember i was playing on the floor with my playmobil trucks which was the most important thing at that moment but we were in God's presence, though. I think yeah. that's also the whole thing again. But my parents was coming them like, we don't know this. And some of this is a bit out of our theological experience. But it feels right. Like, we need to be here. We're just drawn to this, even though we are driving two hours every weekend. But just this light. And, and I mean, people saying, you know, someone comes up to speak and you can just see their faces shining beyond the natural shine. Or even my sister, she once just had gold everywhere on her face. I mean, it's weird. And it's... It's just when God's presence is there, like, I mean, he's here now, you know, but there are just certain moments, certain times where we experience him in a particular way. So, I mean, my parents just kept going back there because they're like, and they always fashioned their lives around what God was doing. So God was moving there and they felt they wanted to be part of that. So all our week was focused around that, you know, it's like, um, it wasn't a part of our week. It was, that's the focus. That's where we're going. We're here to serve. We're here to love. So... Um, yeah, growing up in the youth stuff, getting involved with youth things, worship, whatever our hands found to do is with what Samuel said to Saul. You know, he anointed him and then says, do whatever, you know, you get where you need to go. But um, but it's funny because 
I always felt, oh, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to stay in Germany. You know, I'm already speaking in the church and doing stuff. They have a TV ministry all over Germany. Like, this is what I'm going to do. We're going to serve, you know. And then God said, um, Pastor Colin used to come once a year, the founder of, of Kingdom Faith. So he came for a conference. And, and then I was like, yeah, I'm coming to England. Whatever. Long story short, so I came to England. And what I definitely knew was going to be one year ended up being two, three. And, like, we're married. We live here. We look for a house. Thank you, Jesus. We're going. So, like, funny how God works, isn't it? But that moment of change was a moment of surrender where I said, you know, I'm doing great things. Like, this is what I'm expecting. 2,000 people in the church, like, not in the church. The building had 2,000, 150, 200 on a Sunday, which was also a bit odd sometimes. But we used to do these two big prayer nights, and you had 2,000 there, sometimes overflowed, sometimes up to 10,000 on the stream. So it was all a bit unreal, but you were just involved. You just did stuff, and God seemed to use you. You know, like, you're just in that. And then God said, oh, come to England. I'm great. And they expected me to come back and take over things. And I said, oh, I'm staying one more year. Oh, I'm staying another year. Oh, I feel like, I sh- I feel like I'm staying. Um, so it's like, oh, funny, isn't it? When Jesus says, you know, to follow me, you have to just sometimes give up things. And for some people, that's a job. For some people, that's um, reputation, whatever. Um, for me, it's that. And I think at the moment, again, isn't it? I'm going through this process of, yeah, I said no to that because I said yes to Jesus. And... Um, and really, we had a, heard a story of someone recently from the church who went to Bosnia to one of our partnering missionaries. And that church is for 25 years. They're believing for 18 people to get saved in that town because it's that hard. And you're like, yeah, sh- that lady, she got radically saved 20, whatever, 30 years ago, went back to her hometown. And she's believing for 18. Yeah. And we're like, oh, we want to see thousands. But in that region, that's that's a faith goal. That's like a and she's been serving there for 25 years. And then the, the guy who went, he said, she could have just gone to America and have a big church or something. You know, there's nothing against that at all. But she feels her call is to be there with all these people of this other faith and just love them and serve them and pray for them and put pizza nights on for the young people that, you know, should be fasting at Ramadan, but they seem to want to hang out and eat pizza and they should, but God's in it somehow. So it's really uh, makes me reevaluate. Is that the word? Like, we're not here for numbers or for social media or for this. And that, I, I'm not being negative about anyone who's famous on Instagram who preaches and, just, you know, those reels and you watch them. But it's what's God calling you to do, you know. And for me, that was saying no to that. And I'm on the, in the process of, yeah, some, bit honest, bit of reconciliation with that old church of, like, I mean, I haven't told them yet what I'm doing here because that's the final cutoff then for them, you know. So... But it's really a journey of, okay, I'm here, you're there. I felt it was right to leave, and it was a bit painful, all of that. But to still be in a good relationship, isn't it? Like, you know, we're, in a, we're the family of God here, but they are over there, and they are in Bosnia, and they are in America, wherever. So just I'm um, writing messages Peace at the moment. Peace with your past. Peace with my past. That I, th- I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm trying to imagine certain people. If they walk past me here now, would I go up to speak to them? Would I avoid them, you know? And I'm like, oh, Jesus, I think that particular person, there's just this unspoken thing. Let me resolve that. So, um, but thank you, Jesus. And it's it's funny because just to sum that part up a little bit, that moment of surrender. I just want to keep emphasizing that. Yeah. And I heard someone else say that recently too. That it's when you surrender to Jesus, that's when He starts working. It's not the oh, I'll see God if you want to do something, and I'm sort of a bit on a distance, and God might do something, you know, but actually it's when you say, God, I just give myself. No reservation. I, I gave up. Every, when I came to England, I said, God, I give up music if I never play an instrument again. And uh, I give up everything, all my ideas, all about church and what I want and what I think, what it should look like or not. So 
Um, and that's where he starts to work. That's where you start. After the surrender is when I started to hear the voice of God. So Bible college time. I, was, I would say in Germany, I was around what God was doing. And in Bible college, what I learned was God wanted to do something in here. And then it comes out. So, and I'm not being negative, And I am honor where I'm from. And if anyone's listening to this from Germany, then thank you, Jesus, for what you've done in my life there and everything. But we used to have these big speakers come and everyone got healed. But it was always that person on the stage, and then we're the audience, and we cheer them. And thank you, Jesus. But it was never through you. Mm. Someone would stand up and have a vision. It was always the, you know, part of the sort of the people up there. It was never the. And I think one of the things God wanted me to learn was actually He wants to work through His body. Amen. You know. So this morning, you know, Margaret, you were singing out in the worship. Tom was praying. It's all of us. It's not just one person here. And so, <laughs> I mean, and again, I can see that God has really formed that in my life. That. I feel like my role, our role, my role, is to empower you. It's not to look good here, <laughs> you know. That's, I don't think that's my job. Um, but my job is to serve you in, in that way. We're doing that right now. We're hoping to serve you well. But it's to equip the saints. So the focus is actually not on me. It's the focus on you. So just funny how you have to relearn some things. And I don't know your church background or not church background, but there might be things where God has already been maybe, but or it wants to just say, that's great that was there. But actually, let me just unlearn you some things and teach you some new things or some, this is actually what I want to do. This is actually what I want church to be. Like, all of those sort of things. So up and on that journey with that. So it's not the person on the stage because I can hear God's voice. That was new for me. Funny though, isn't it? Because I, I was sitting there. We were leading worship. We we're feeling the presence of God, all of that. But I didn't know I could hear the voice of God. And looking back, I was like, that's crazy, isn't it? So for me to actually learn, it took me two, three years to get sorted in my head. Like, I can hear God's voice. And how do I spend time with God in the morning? Like, and we've both found, you sort of through different ways, that that's my source of life now. Like, and, and I still see people from where I'm from, they... To feed themselves, they listen to the latest message, they go on YouTube, they do another worship song, they do another way, all the new song is out from this person, all the new message. That's great. Yeah, I love that too. But, but, yeah, I, I, but I can hear the voice yeah, of God, isn't it? Like, and my father wants to speak to me. Like, that's amazing. And the messages are great and you sort of pick out, don't you? But actually, your father wants to speak to you. And he can use others. So I think there's a healthy balance, you know, that it's us and Jesus and then it's us together. So whether that's us here giving a word to each other, encouraging something like that. But really this, it's life transforming when what God's saying to you is actually changing your thinking, your perspective uh, on your situations. And then you learn to have faith. I don't want to repeat my message from two weeks ago, but it's, that's where then faith really springs up in you. That's when it's not like I'm trying to believe because someone else tells me. It's like, no, God, you are good. You want to do something about the situation. But it comes from, from in here. So, yeah, that's really the thing. And the, the, the hearing the voice of God. Um, yeah, that's, that's it for me for now. Do you want to go over to the next? <laughs> I think just a few Would things you? of what's important oh, yeah. to us now. Like, obviously, there's loads of bits we sort of missed out. But the most important, I think we Can mentioned. that one, actually? The second one? Yeah. Well, what's important for us? <laughs> oh, yeah. I think God has really changed my thinking from, oh, that person on the stage, which also then was, I want to be that person on the stage, but I've given that up to Jesus. Thank you, Lord. That turned into, actually, it's the body. We need to empower the body. Every believer matters. Every believer counts, whether it's here in the morning, whether it's you in your home, whether it's you in your workplace. So I think some of the things that we are now realizing, um, what God has done in us and how we now are, our lead as well, 
I think what's really important to me, I love inspiration. <laughs> Rory knows that very well. He just smiled. <laughs> um, I love inspiration. I want to see people flourish. I want you to dare things, to step out. That's what God's done in me, and that's what I see in you. you know, that's what I want to see in you. And I mean, obviously, um, being around Pastor Jonathan long enough, it's always about others anyways, you know. <laughs> and, and I love, he, one, he said something always like, um, it's not about, my success isn't about what I do, it's what you're going to do. And like, it's always the other person. But Jesus made disciples, and he said, you'll do greater things than me. So for me, it's, yeah, thank you, Lord. My role is to equip you, to empower you, to inspire you, to lift your eyes. Like, that's, I feel like that's, that's sort of um, my role. That's really important to me. And I think, because that's also the place of life, like, to see you come alive in God, that's, that's, that's it for me. That's wonderful, you know. And I know sometimes that's a journey, but just that spark, that life, and, and yeah, and I'm just going to keep doing that. <laughs> so, but, yeah, do you want to share your... Um... Yeah, and um, also for me, it's actually for us, uh, really, we, we value, or, and I hope as a church, you all value well-being. We want you to be well. We want us... We want to be well, you know, and being well is taking time out with each other, taking time out to just go away. Um, and one of the things that we are in the process of, and it's a, it's a continual process, is Sabbath. We do talk about Sabbath uh, at church, uh, but we have questions. We, come, we, we hear from people, what is Sabbath? What, what, what does it mean to to rest? Actually, and this morning, actually in the prayer meeting, it was actually nice because in my heart, I was praying for, for us all like, come on, we need to rise, rise up to what God has called us to be. But it's also rest. It's rest and rise. Rest and rise. Out of rest, we rise. Out of rest, we shine. And, and like every day, we, we, we find spending time with Jesus so important because out of that, we rise. And um, then, yeah, that, that's one of our valuable things, Sabbath. What does, what does Sabbath mean? It's switching off my phone. It's like sitting on the sofa, feeling the floor under your feet, or right or not, <laughs> can't actually reach. Or, you know, go out, have a walk, you know, without anything. And it's so important to take care of your well-being. And I know, and we say this a lot, but we can be so busy. We can be just like, there's so much on our plate. And if you have children, you've got children to take care of. How do you rest? How do you rise? But I would love for, for us all to find that place of rest, mm -hmm. that place of being. And actually, for some people, it's quite scary to rest. Because then, and and. Kai finds it quite tricky to rest sometimes because in his head, it's like, oh, I need to do this and I need to do the same for me. I need to do this. I need to do that. I need to take care of that. I need to message that person. I need to, you know, and you can just, and then also you get confronted sometimes with your own thoughts. Gosh, okay, silence. How am I actually? What's happening in my head? And then you sometimes discover lies or sometimes like, oh gosh, I don't like that I... I think I'm thinking like this. You get confronted with your own self because if if you have always noise, if I have always noise, oh, and different people take different seat Sabbath difference. It can sometimes be like an afternoon. It can be just an hour. It can be a day. But I think for us, rest and rise is one two values that we really love pursuing. Yeah. 
It's funny because we were like, what, what's the, you said this, what's the weakness we can share? And I was like, oh, that's yeah. a great idea, love. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but I came up with one. Um, and I think really that actually, I, yeah. we don't have too much time now this morning anymore for all of the stories, this life, isn't it? But, um, but when I did my university degree and stuff and saying it that way, where I'm from, I don't know if it's a German thing or if it's where I was from, the thing that was encouraged was to be diligent and to go for it and to keep, keep, go, 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 and the better, the better, the better. But there's an endless thing. Like, there's no... The, and that completely ignores the taking care of yourself. And I crashed a little bit, I think, and I wasn't well for a while, and all different things kicked off in my body because I wasn't stopping, because mm. I just kept going. And then my problem was that I am creative, so I have ideas of the other things I can do. So as soon as I finished one <laughs> thing, I was like, great, I can do it. So I can... and. Um, but actually to realize, okay, what's important? When do I stop? Because it's about my well-being. Yeah. No, also so for you, important. I'm not just saying this to tell you about me, but just for you to think, okay, some things I say yes to, some things I say no to, because God wants you to be well too. But also in that place, you know, you just said when you stop, then your brain maybe doesn't stop. Mm. Or, and I think also to know that's where God wants to meet you. Yeah. And I've been on this journey because... It seems to be more natural for you to rest than for me. But um, <laughs> on this journey of, okay, Jesus, this is in my head. I feel like I should do this. The pressures. Oh, there's a pressure there. God, I give you that pressure. I don't want to live with that pressure. Oh, there's a fear there. Actually, I and it takes time to recognize sometimes, doesn't it? But, but I just want to encourage you to, to find your space to rest um, also with God or with your family or whatever that looks like. But breathe them in. Take him in, you know, and, and just allow God to do something um, Deep. Yeah, I'm just looking. We just kind of scrap all the notes, I think. <laughs> Is there anything else that you wanted to share? Um, any, any questions? Yeah. Uh, anyone? Because we will go into a bit more uh, practical things. Um, but For questions minutes, about yeah. our personal life. You can uh, ask us individually too. It doesn't have to yeah, be Yeah, <laughs> no. But if you want to, that's fine. But I uh, saw so one thing, because we're oh, learning what Viv. that means. Yeah, Viv. Oh, Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, good, mm. good question. We try and go somewhere where we're not working. Because <laughs> yeah. sometimes at home, I'm working at home. So if I stay in that room, I th my head thinks I'm working. So, I don't know, we go to Amberley or something, which is close to us, sunshine. Walk. Phones away. Yeah, Think of something really else. Important. Different conversation. Try not to talk about church. <laughs> no. Yeah. as much as we love you, that's our work. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah, sometimes we really also just sit on the sofa and and literally sit and sit and we talk and sit and, and really like no social media, laptops are away and we just sit and it's, it sounds funny but and, and it's, it's, it's very to be present. You know, that is so mm. important because n not to be present is thinking about something else and then I'm missing the moment. Mm. And the moment is actually very beautiful. And, and the moment that I am right now sitting here is very beautiful. The moment that I sit in this afternoon, on the sofa this afternoon is being present, not thinking, how am I going to do it tomorrow? And it, it comes. It, honestly, it comes because tomorrow I know I need to organize this. I need to text that person. Tomorrow I'm meeting with that person. I need to do those things. But I will put them on the list and say, right, I'm going to put them on the list. I'll think about it. And you like your uh, phone with your um, 
reminders, puts it on the reminder, puts it away, and then being present. And I say always, I say this always to him, the best husband you can be is to be present. Yeah. You know? It's to be here. But, but my default in my head is if I do stuff, so if I do this for you, yeah. if I do that, if I can achieve this and for you, so when you're present, I'm like, oh, so I need to park. And there. suddenly you get like, oh, hello, I talk <laughs> about this and think about this yeah, and think okay, about okay. this. And you have a complete different person because yeah. you're present. You are knowing I'm in the now right now. So yeah, good question. Yeah. Yeah, man. Quietness and trust, yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Amen. Amen. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very good. Okay. Yeah, just feel free to speak to us. Also, we're obviously figuring out what this looks like. What does it mean to yeah. to be responsible. <laughs> no, we are responsible, but you know what I mean? But also in that, we're like, okay, God, what are you saying? And for us, it's just to be very accessible. So mm-hmm. while I might not always answer phone call, um, I'm trying to come back to you, but um, but it's, you know, ask us, talk to us. If something's yeah. a bit funny or you don't understand something, talk to us. <laughs> or you're <laughs> you know? struggling with ask something, or, you know? Or you're doing this and I don't like this. Ask us, talk to us. Like, we're family. Yeah. So, yeah. A few practical things. Um, I'll start with this, maybe. Yeah, go for that. Yeah. Um, oh, which, oh, which one did you want? I do this one. That's yeah, go for it. Um, we've, we, we can't give you like a full update yet, but we've sort of been in conversation with whoever was on JDCLT, basically. So we had a leadership team as a church, and someone's responsible for this and for that and for this. So we're, we've had conversation with all of them. We're meeting up together again. So we're just in the process of... We basically asked all of them, what's on your heart? Where do you feel? What do you forgot saying to you? So for some of them, that was to take a, take a break, to take a step back. For some of them was like, yeah, my role has already changed and I feel like it maybe looks like this. Or, or someone, someone said, well, I don't actually know, but something about this. Or, so, oh, let's journey then. You know, sometimes you don't have the full answer and you don't want to make it up either. So you just journey. So just as a little update, um, can't share more details now, but we're just journeying with the whoever was leading and um but we obviously too again want to have people around us that you know are responsible for things because um we're body um just to let you know that um on a practical note also for sundays a few people have said oh actually it's a bit too much for me now for different reasons i, I i'm not going to come for the setup in the morning i come later um for it, which is completely fine which we completely want to um encourage as well because they want to do something else but just on a practical note, if you are able to and you feel like, oh, I want to get involved, I want to serve, we're setting up here Sunday mornings at something like 8. Well, some of us are 8.15, some come 8.30, some are a bit later. Caroline was here at 8 o'clock Caroline's this the morning. First, usually, so <laughs> and so was going. Terry, actually. Yeah. So um, thank you for all those who are helping. If you feel like, oh, I can actually do that, it doesn't have to be every week, it can be sometimes... We already have a great time in the morning, yeah. and then we pray at nine. Like we had, we were meeting with Jesus. And at actually, nine. some people they just come and they're not scheduled. Like Tom no, this morning. Yeah, Tom just How, what time up. did you get? What here? Eight thirty. Haven't asked you. Haven't said. Oh, can it's you like come and help? Time. Just come and help. He just came and helped. Thank you. So it's it's not that we are short, short. Well, sometimes we are, but sometimes we're not. So just feel free to. Yeah, to and and just to throw some things oh, out yeah. that you can get involved with. So. Mm-hmm. We have a hub that you can always see. If, you, if you're if like, actually, I'd have a go, then it's Monica, isn't it? Yeah. 
It's Monica, I remember. Then just have a chat with Monica. She oversees that. Then we have a connect team that welcomes people. And we are all family. We all welcome each other. But, you know, especially with newer people or people that help stuff, if you want to get involved, just like, yeah, I can welcome people. Just, um, just speak to Andrea about that. We have the young saints, the children. Maybe you want to have a go. But, you know, all of that. So just be ready for God to speak some or stir you or move you, encourage you. Um, we have worship, obviously, for a while. We have been using the worship videos, which, um, but we'd love to have, you know, live. But again, if you want to get involved, that would be great. Also, can I, can I say I'm just something? going through my list. <laughs> can I just say about young saints? So some of the children are actually growing a bit older. So we actually have, like, consecrated. It's from 12, 11, 12 to 18. So if you're like, oh, you know what? Actually, I would like to to well, teach the older ones or be around them, come and talk to us. You know, they're growing out and now helping, but actually um, we would like to move them on and we can fix it. But, you know, if you're in your head, oh, you know what? I would love to have an input in their little beautiful hearts. Um, come mm. and talk to us too. Yeah, great. Um, just a few more on the list, you know, production, putting yeah. the words in the screen. It's not as, as difficult as it looks or seems uh, prayer, if you want to start involved more with prayer, we have uh, Monica and Jan and the guys, they're praying together. Um, uh, yeah, perfect. You, you want to know of that, actually. Yeah, if you, if you, if you, we have a press small group, Jan and Monica are doing that one, meets here and that on Wednesday evenings. So, um, and to be honest, they are very faithful and mm. meeting and praying. If you want to be involved in that one, um, you can always let Monica or Jan know. Um, just to have a, a praying people around us is, is amazing. Yeah, and there's some other things like, I don't know, small alpha or mission stuff. But just I want to encourage you just to be ready to serve and just um, and come up to us if you have any, any thoughts of what you would like to do. But no pressure. No pressure. Yeah. No pressure. That's oh, yeah. one of those words as well. We don't want to pressure. We don't want to, oh, we have to do it like this. One of the words God gave me also this week again is don't try and be effective as a church. Mm -hmm. Be a healthy church. Be healthy. Look after each other. Mm -hmm. Look, you know, and sort of as we're healthy, a really healthy church automatically involves others, includes others, looks out. A healthy church doesn't just look at itself. So mm. if we are, a oh, as we become more and more healthy as a church, we are a healthy church, um, we automatically want to embrace people and love mm. people, whether that's here, whether that's at home, whether that's on the streets or wherever. Um, Let's be a healthy church. Yeah, and then something that is, uh, we are praying about what it means to be a family. Um, and one of the things is together as a family, what we do here on a Sunday morning. A church in home is also very important to gather as a family in church in the homes. Um, and we will tell you when next week is. But um, what we felt for May, June, July and August is actually to gather as a family on a Saturday. Now, we are going to do this in May for the first time, where we maybe, for example, we haven't finalized details yet. Um, we had an Easter egg hunt in Homefield Park um, a few weeks ago, which was a massive success. And we gathered as a church family to reach out to others. So maybe in May, we think this will be Homefield Park, have a breakfast brunch in the park. Thank you, Jesus, for good weather. So that's the thing, what we are actually thinking about. Like, should we meet in a cafe? Should we just meet outside? And because we want to just gather as a church family, um, not just youth or men or women, just 
a church family. So if you have, for example, and this is what we would love, if your spouse is not a Christian or if your child is not a Christian, this is a church family gathering. But we just chill, have breakfast or um, whatever, t- pastries or you, everyone brings something, there are benches there, have a nice time um, and you can bring whoever you want to bring in a very low, low-key setting. We're not going to have a preach, we're not going to have a measure. It's a gathering as a church family. So um, we would love for you to come, we would love for you to be on board. Um, we will let you know more details. At the moment we're thinking or we're praying into Homefield Park, if that's the place to be. It could also change, but we will let you know um, closer by the time, which is a bit in the end of um, end of May. Yeah, so we're actually very excited for that yeah. because it's a real time of, right, let's connect and let's be together as individuals but be church family and also we we sometimes i haven't said that i will say this but sometimes on a church on a sunday morning when we are at wedding college this is why church in a home is great but a church in a, a church at wedding college is like sometimes i hardly talk with you because i'm busy to sort out loads of things so we are working on that that we have time and that we want to spend time with you so we're sorry if we haven't talked with you on the Sunday <laughs> morning <personal>. because <laughs> of whatever. Um, but those times will be great that we can sit down with you, t- chat with you, talk with you, have fun together um, and be a family together. Yeah, that's it for now. But just talk, you know, talk to us. Let's yeah. share our hearts. And if you want to meet with up with us or individually or together, mm. we, are, we are here. Yeah, and let's journey together. Yeah. yeah thank you. Shall we, shall, shall we, do you want to say something, yeah? I'm not springing, I'm springing the question on them, but I just thought I might. What is a pastor? (laughs) 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 Two microphones. (laughs) No. A pastor. Uh, I just want to, for me, in my own head, a pastor is I want to make sure you're well. Just want to make sure you're well. And if you're struggling... I want to, oh yeah, this is also a phrase actually. I don't, I'm not your fixer, we're not each other's fixer. I just want to journey with you. I want to walk with you, I want to talk with you. Um, and we both want to talk and walk with you, um, with you on the journey. I, f- I think the word God gives me is I oversee what's happening. So I might not be in everyone's life to fix all situations. We're not fixing, but in all the situations, as like the sort of the pastoral, I'm with you in it all the time because I, I probably can't be, but also we, we won't be able to as we grow. So, but I feel like my role is to oversee and make sure you're okay, make sure everyone else is well, whoever's overseeing something. So I might be involved, but I also. I feel like I'm a bit of a big picture person. Mm. So, And I think also for you, it's like if you know someone else is involved uh, with yeah. that person. Who's then the best person yeah. to be involved? So. Yeah, so we can't be in everyone's life, but we want to just make sure you're well. One more. What isn't a pastor? <laughs> to be your fixer. Jesus is, yeah. Yeah. So this is interesting, isn't it? Bless them. Wonderful hearts. Do you know they're going to go so far? And we're going to go so far with them. Isn't that exciting? Isn't that exciting? I just feel to charge us as a church, because I don't think you can do it, but I think somebody else needs to, 
from Ephesians 4, which does define what a pastor is. But before I read it, God is love. He loves you, but you know you are not the object of God's love. Love is always about others. He loves you, but he wants you and me and all of us to give his love away. So we're never to suck it up like a sponge and keep it to ourselves. And personally, I think that one of the real problems with the charismatic movement in the UK, of which we're part, from the 60s onwards, is that we tended to keep it to ourselves. We got blessed and we were grateful. But Jesus said, go. There's a hurting world out there. It's not about me. It's not about you. It's about them. Because that's how love is. It doesn't stop with us. It goes through us and beyond us to others. So therefore, the role of a pastor is not to be your servant. I'll say that again. The role of a pastor is not to be your servant. It was he, the Lord, who gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, and some to be pastors and teachers. There's a real mix there. Why? To prepare God's people, you, me, for works of service, so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and grow up as a healthy tree fruitful, healthy tree to become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. So please never treat these guys as your servants. The calling on their lives is to equip you to be a servant. That's the calling that God puts on a pastor's heart. We understand that, don't we? Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. For more information and resources from Kingdom Faith and our other audio and video podcasts, please visit www.kingdomfaith.com.